Play analysis, Devin Nash be on the mic, so you know it's hella lit. Better plug your headphones in on Apple Podcasts, and we up on Spotify. Ooh, on Anchor too, no parachute, we so fly. We talking sports and music, what's the newest in that culture? Better stream, yeah, you better tune in. It ain't gonna cost ya. We talking sports and music, what's the newest? Got exclusives, yeah, we do this play by play. Follow the page, eh? If you don't know, don't worry about it. What's happening, good people? Welcome back. It's been a minute. It's been a couple days off, but we're back in flesh. Um, it's your boy, Devin Ashby. It's play-by-play analysis. Your boy, Devin Ashby, SK play-by-play. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. We got two guests today. One of them's running a little bit late, but I'm going to let y'all, I'm going to introduce y'all to my first guest. Y'all have heard her before. It's been a minute, you know, live and in person from Barbados, Bridgetown, to be exact. My good sis, Naima Ali. What's going on, sis? What's going on? Nice to be back. Thank you for having me. Super excited. Right, right. My boy Walt's going to be on here a little bit later. I'm going to pull him in when he gets here. But right now we're talking Super Bowl. You know, um, it's been a couple days now at the time that this comes out. It's going to have been about two days since it ended. And everybody kind of saw what happened. Las Vegas was a mess. You know, as a, as a whole city, we figured it would be. Um, but yeah, the we have a, I guess not really a new champion. We have a back-to-back champion, first time in twenty years that that's happened. The Kansas City Chiefs have now won three Super Bowls in five years. You know, and uh, yeah, Patrick Mahomes, three-time champion, three-time Super Bowl MVP, at age twenty-eight. So. Naeem, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you watched it, so I, I, I know you got some thoughts, so I guess I'm going to just ask you, first of all, your thoughts on uh, the game, just kind of from your vantage point. Well, given, you know, what we got Super Bowl-wise, um, wasn't the ideal matchup I necessarily wanted to see in the Super Bowl. I was really gunning for a Lions-Ravens Bowl, but nevertheless, we got what we got. Um... You know, they kind of tried to keep us in there. You know, it was real defensive at first. Uh, started turning up second half, as we suspect, because it's Kansas. And you can't never let them come back. Because if you do, they will. And they will win. And just as projected, we all figured, you know, that's kind of what happened. Um, it's unfortunate because there was a lot of people that I was rooting for to get they, they chip. Your boy Chase Young, now with the Niners, really wanted to see him get his one. Yeah. Um, Purdy had a very clean game, you know, uh, in comparison, not statistical-wise, you know, because Mahomes' stats uh, are better than Purdy's. However, just in the grand scheme of watching it, optic-wise, Purdy had a very clean game. He seemed very poised. Um, didn't seem like a game manager yesterday. He seemed to handle the pressure very well. But at the end of the day, it is what it is. And they back on top yet again. Got you. And right on cue, right on cue, my guy Walt. You know, he just walked in. He just walked in. Um, Walt, what's going on? Tell the people what's up. We're living live show, so we we got you in here. Oh, I'm good, man. I'm good, bro. I'm glad to be on Super Bowl Monday. I wish it was a national holiday, but other than that, I can't complain. <laughs> oh, it was for me. I didn't work today. Um, so. Must be nice. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, 
you know. It was a boring day. I didn't have to hear all the Mahomes goat talk, which is not a problem, but, you know. But anyway, uh, Walt, so, yeah, you know, your thoughts kind of on the game and just how things went down. Never bet on Patrick Mahomes. I mean, it's as simple as that. On or against? Um, never, bet, never bet against. Never bet against. Always bet on Patrick Mahomes if it's the playoffs, you I know. But uh, I put on a show. Uh, I think both defenses played great. Uh, just came down to it. Who had the ball last? And it was Patrick Mahomes. Um, at the end of the day, I think Brock Purdy played just about as, as well as he, he probably could have, considering you know that the Chiefs' defense was that good. But when you got 15 out there, you know you always you always got a chance. So good, good for good for Mahomes, and I guess the dynasty lives on. Yeah, I think it is officially a dynasty. I think you got to win three rings to be considered a dynasty, in my opinion. So they they got the third one. And also, I will say, speaking of getting the ball last and whatnot, for the 49ers to openly admit that they didn't know the rules of overtime in the Super Bowl is insane. That's insanity. Like, that's that's unacceptable. (laughs) We're in the Super Bowl, bro. Like, how you not know the... Uh, it's a cop out too like i mean i see people i put that on uh shanahan i'm just like if if us as you know fans and people that cover the game if we know the rules i don't know the nfl players that's getting paid millions of dollars know the rules so like i can't put that on the coach right like they gotta do their homework too no 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 No. i'm putting this on everybody this is the coach the players there's no way you come into a football game this big and this mad. There's no way you come into the championship game and not know every rule front and back. Like I, I know them rules like I know my family. Like it's it's it's, it's crazy that you're gonna come in the Super Bowl and this may not be on Shanahan. I don't know, but he, I think he did say something about we went over analytics. We didn't really go over the. And I'm like, what the hell? Anyway, um, yeah, that that just that's that's a head scratcher because it, it just come on. And plus they play. I mean, I guess this is the first technically the first Super Bowl with the new rules but it just doesn't make sense to me that you wouldn't know that but that's neither here nor there the the point I think is Purdy didn't play awful you know but I mean when you go up against the number two defense in the NFL you know the number one defense in the playoffs and you know it's almost like Cam Newton you know y'all wanted to not y'all but like people wanted to act like he was just so out of whack for saying what he said there's nothing he said was wrong I mean Purdy managed the game. He managed it well. He just didn't outmanage Mahomes. <laughs> it's like, he didn't manage the game. He played a great game. He just got yeah. outplayed. He got outplayed. You know, it's that prove that he played the game. He's not just a game manager. He right. he played his game. Granted, they took the deep ball away, so he couldn't. You know what I'm saying? He couldn't get downfield. Right. However, even with that not being the case, my man didn't throw no interceptions. You know what I'm saying? He He was poised, and he did what he had to do. It just the Chiefs just came up better. And there was a couple of the, – the Niners had a couple of mishaps that cost them, I think, because they had all the momentum. Like you said, Chase Young was balling yesterday. That's the best he's looked since – probably since he got to the Niners. And then, you know, they were playing well, and then, you know, they would fumble in the red zone or, like, the, the muff punt or the block yeah. field goal. It's like things like yeah. that where you, you let Kansas City back into it. Like, you – I mean – No, can we talk about that? Because yeah. literally that mixed, that last extra point that they would have had – would have won them the game. Would have won them the game. It's a whole yeah. day. It's, it's, it's one point. 
one point is the difference between them being champions right now and losing in overtime. Like, it's, yeah. it's terrible. It's terrible that it came down to that, and it's just unfortunate. And it's like, bro, they really had Kansas City, like, nervous for a second. I mean, this man, Travis Kelsey, out here shoving Andy Reid and yelling at people. You got Pacheco <laughs> on the sidelines just looking like a sad puppy and stuff. Like, I'm like, bro, this is the most... The worst they've looked like. I mean, we ain't seen this since during the regular season when Mahomes was throwing clipboards and, and shit. That's exactly yeah, it what it looked like. It, they didn't look like the playoff team that they have been. They looked yeah. like the regular season team dropping passes. I was like, yeah, this looks like mm-hmm. the old board that we were used to all season. But right. I, I think the Niners didn't capitalize when they needed to capitalize when they were down. And once you let them come back in it and get in the groove, like, you, you can't stop. Yeah, right. you can't. You can't give them any life. That's that's yeah. what it is. Like when you when you playing against Mahomes, when you playing against you know Andy Reid team, it's like you got to play damn near perfect in the playoffs to beat this team, right? Like yeah. we talk about the guys that beat them, it's it's Burrow and Brady. Like that's where the list is. When we talk about two dudes that were perfect, they were just playing at a crazy crazy level. Burrow, of course, mm-hmm. but then you know the the Bucks defense is playing at a crazy level when they beat the Chiefs and the the Forty Nine er. They made a few mistakes. They had some busting coverage. Guys are running open when it mattered. And then you can't have two turnovers. You know, uh, the fumble uh, early in the game, McCaffrey, when, you know, and, but then the biggest one, like you said, was the definitely the punt one. And special teams came back to bite them because that's when I think they were up 10-0. And then the, it seemed like the momentum was kind of all 49ers way. And then you you muffed the punt and you set them up in the red zone. And, you know, that was it. Because I think it was yeah. – it might have been 10-3. But – that muff mm-hmm. punt, like we we talk, the muff punt directly result because the very next play, Mahomes, I mean, just wide open to, yeah, to uh, yeah. I don't even remember who it was he threw the ball to, but it was yeah, like, MVS, yeah, MVS, yeah. um, and then it seems like for the second year in a row that defenses can't cover motion wide receivers in the flat. It just it's just killed Philly last year and it cost the Niners this year. I'm like, bro, some point somebody gonna have to step up on that play. I mean, it's a great play, obviously, but. You know, that's what it is. But I'm going to just say, Mike Shanahan, or no, Kyle, because Mike's his dad. Kyle Shanahan, I'm going to tell you, you were you were up 28-3 to as the coordinator in the Falcons. You lost that game. You were up by 10 in the fourth quarter the first time you played the Chiefs. You lost that game. You were up 17-7 in the fourth quarter against the Rams in the NFC Championship. You lost that game. You were up 10 nothing. In the second half against the Chiefs again, and what happened? You lost that game. At some point, I, mean, I can't say this one was coaching. I don't know. This one, no, no, no. This one, this one. I'm just saying, like he's the. I mean, he was on the sides with the. Like I'm gonna just say, this was a brilliant job by these two D coordinators, and Steve Spagnola might be the greatest defensive coordinator, like right after maybe Belichick of all time. It's just crazy. It's it's like. He's been doing this forever. I mean, he interrupted the Patriots dynasty, didn't really derail it. He interrupted it a couple times, and then you have these Super Bowls, and then this run. Like, AFC, bro, I I, I just, I need the NFL to have a come-to-Jesus moment because y'all had, this was the year that the Chiefs were supposed to be vulnerable. Y'all had the Chiefs right where y'all wanted them as the NFL. Like, whether it's the Ravens, whether it's the Bills, Dolphins, whoever. This is the year. The Chiefs were as bad as they've been at any point during the Mahomes era. You know, the defense was cool, but, like, everybody wants to pay attention to the drop passes and Kadarius Tony and yelling at Giants fans and shit. Um, 
this is y'all had them. I mean, it's like, bro, it's not gonna get worse than this. This, this is as bad as it's gonna get, and they still won a Super Bowl, bro. People dropped the ball this year. I, I just that's all. I, I put that say. one on that. That I put that on the Ravens. Honestly, yeah. that was their game to lose. Like that. Yeah. That was off them. Uh, as far as Tua, Josh Allen, like dang, that's unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Miscues, misplays is what got them there. But if, when it came to the Ravens, they never run the game. Like yeah. Lamar just forgot that he runs. <laughs> yep. So he heard all the oh he's too cool. he's not quarterback enough and he decided hey I'm gonna show him today and he just did yeah I don't know what yeah yeah. It's unfortunate. I think the Ravens all year. I think the Ravens were the best team in the AFC. Like I don't even think it was close, right? Yeah. Like, well, it was. It, it was. It was, it was. It was. It was a little close. Like this year was a little bit closer. Dolphins, but, yeah. Do- but see, the thing about the yeah. Dolphins fell off. Dolphins yeah. fell off. Yeah, they had the one. They had the one game late in the season when he embarrassed the Dolphins. But I mean, it's the Dolphins yeah. uh, when, when it gets cold outside. So we kind of already knew how that was going to go. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> um, but but other, but other than that, like I just thought that the Ravens like were so much better than everyone else yes. collectively on the team because like the Chiefs had that point in the season where they were struggling. Everything seemed like it was going wrong. Uh, on the NFC side, the 49ers had that one stretch with the injuries. Then they kind of figured it out later in the season. But then they played the Ravens at the towards the end of the season. The Ravens embarrassed them. Like Purdy had, Purdy kind of got exposed that game. Um, and then they was just like coming into the playoffs, struggled in the first half against the Texans. But after that, it was you know ran through them. Um, so after that, we we. We thought like it was everything was lined up. They were at home. Lamar was finally at home, right? Had Mahomes on the road, and they just couldn't couldn't make it. Like the defense got settled in the second half, but offensively, like you said, they just could not figure it out. And I think until they get a true number one receiver, I love Zay Flowers. I think he's got a bright future. But until you got like a game breaker, not if you don't. I I just think that the even like the run game too, right? Like they don't have a game breaker running back either. Like you just got the almost unanimous MVP. And he just, you know, makes up for so much, so much of the deficiencies. But like, there's only one guy in the history of football, in recent memory, that's been able to make up for deficiencies, and it was Patrick Mahomes. Like, no one else has been able to do that. Right. And, and I, that I that I can remember. I mean, aside that's from a, Tom Brady, of course, but like other Brady. Guys. Yeah. Yeah, but those those were legendary defenses too, and I guess this Chiefs defense might go down as a legendary defense when we think about it. Yeah, this this feels like a Patriots team where it's like the defense was so damn good, but nobody's ever going to look at them the way they would the Legion of Boom or somebody else because because of who the quarterback is and everybody's just going to yeah. be like, yeah. Like, if he's bad, it's just going to be like, oh, he's bad. They're not going to look at the defense like, oh, they got carried. Mm-hmm. So. You think Chris Jones is retiring? No, he's about to get a bag from somebody. I don't know who. Okay. I could I could see them giving him like an Aaron Donald deal, like maybe like another, a shorter two three year deal to to kind of lock him up. Because I don't know, I just can't. I, I was listening to something. They were like, he wants to, he wants to maximize his his value, so they might he might go elsewhere. But I'm like, you could be like you'd be a Hall of Famer if you won another Super Bowl. Yeah, but that's nice. the thing. He he he's won three already, so it's not like he's got anything left to prove in Kansas City if he didn't stay. And it's like he took a discount this year, so you can't ask him to do it again, because he did it this year and they won. So now he's like, "Bro, it's time to pay up. Y'all can't keep. Yeah. Y'all can't keep pushing. Oh, we'll we'll get to it later. No, we'll get to it. Yeah, all right. Yeah, all right. It's later. <laughs> like, what's up? Like, you know. But it's it's not just him though. They got a lot of free agents because it's him. Um, I'm trying to remember who else. It was uh, they got Willie Gay, one of their linebackers that they got to pay. Um, 
and that's that's on that side. Then the Forty the ers just got a bunch of people. You know, they 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 got they. How do they look cap wise though? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like they got, got like twenty, maybe like twenty five mil. I mean, the Mahomes hit is like the biggest hit. Yeah, of course, but they can they can restructure his deal. He signed that ten year deal, so you can but some he, wiggle room there. They'll probably try to sign Chris Jones if not. Lock up like they they got a lot of young guys on rookie contracts on defense, so that helps them. That's a lot. what I'm saying. Yeah, and then on offense too, because Pacheco is not getting paid anyway because he's a running back. And then, I mean, yeah, they're not really paying nobody but Mahomes, and I mean, you know, he restructured already, so like, there's really no more restructure. Like, either, 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 um, what's his name going to take a, a cut or he's out, and I don't know if he's taking another cut. So, I don't know. This could be the last we see Chris Jones in Kansas City. Or he sticks around for a little bit. But um, question I got for you guys. Can they three-peat? Do you think they can? Do, you, do either one of y'all think they, they got a three-peat in them? I don't. I mean, 15 running out there at quarterback, yeah. Like, I, I just think he's that like he's that good. Like, he won a Super Bowl with McCole Hartman and – um, MVS being your lead receivers, right? Like that's that's the worst that they're gonna get on offense. Yep. Defensively, let's just say Chris Jones walks, right? Like let's just say can't get a deal, get a deal done. They're young enough to continue to get better, right? Like I think Mahomes was clearly MVP, but like Trent McDuffie arguably had a case to be yep. the MVP as well. Yep. Like he made crazy pass deflections. Like he locked up Debo, locked up Ayuk when he needs needed to. You know, force the big, the big, uh, you know, incompletion throw uh, on with the blitz. So it's like defensively, like their luxurious need is as good as it gets as a, you know, as a corner. I uh, can do a little bit of everything. Linebackers, they're they're young as well. Carl Loftus, like everyone except Chris Jones, is pretty much on a like a nice little, con- like nice little, you know, friendly Kansas City contract. So they can possibly get a guy like a Jadavion Clowney or somebody like that who might not be as expensive as Chris Jones. But can rush the passer, so let's just say they they save a little bit of money getting somebody that's cheaper than Chris Jones, and then you get you draft a first round wide receiver or you get someone from free agency. And we're looking at a team where it's going to come back down to Chiefs and the Bills or the Chiefs and the Ravens. And with fifteen, I like I like their chances. That's just, just how I feel. I just feel like it's a lot. Uh, personally, I the to your point. When it comes to the bills, I don't. Their window is closing. Like, yep. <laughs> if it's not already closed, so oh, I don't. Sorry. I I can't say I really gonna count them in it at the end anymore. Um, what I will say is, you know, Burrow was coming back, so there's that. You know, as far as competitors, um, Lamar he ain't gonna give up. So yeah. I just feel like if the other teams can continue on the path that they had of success. They got some noise to make, and they can keep them out of it. But I don't know what it comes to when it's, like, planning for these games, <laughs> second half. Like, it just it falls through. So I don't know if I'll say they can three-peat, but within the next two to three years, they're going to win again. Yeah, no, no, no. I think they're going to win again. I just I don't know if they're going to win three in a row. Like, I, I feel like it's going to be like the Patriots where – they just gonna be in it every year, but they may not. They they just gonna lose just because of the law averages. Like it's, it's gonna be a year where Lamar. They don't count NFC teams out too, though, because the Lions yeah. they were. Yeah, they, Lions. They were. <laughs> Lions are real. I think I still like Philly. I don't never trust Dallas. Do you really? Just because of Jalen Hurts. That's the only reason. Like Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown. Like 
they 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 got enough. Like you got enough guys on that team that have been, even though they're gonna have a lot of guys retiring, like Kelsey and yeah. Fletcher Cox are probably be gone eventually. They talking about Reddick trying to get traded. Yeah, yeah. Reddick talking about trying to get traded. So Philly gonna take probably. The Naima's point about the Bills window closing. Like I feel like. Oh yeah, that Eagles window is closing. Like it's pretty because yeah. when we look at their team from last year, like yeah, they had Hurts who was becoming an emerging star, and I think he'll bounce back next season. And their offense, right, with the o, but the O line, but we got to think about it. Like Kelsey possibly retiring, mm-hmm. Lane Johnson getting older. Defensively, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham possibly retiring, Darius Slay possibly you know a free agent, and then Hassan Reddick demanding a trade. And they already were terrible this year on defense, right? right? So it's like they gonna have to have a miraculous turnaround to you know to beat Dallas in the NFC you know East, and then of course we got the, like the Lions. The Lions, we all we all talk about the Fort Niners here, but the Lions should have won that. The Lions, it should have been the Lions and the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. Yeah. They only getting better and they're young, got a lot of guys on good contracts there, and then they're they're only going you know rebuild as well, you know, in the, in the secondary. So it's gonna be tough. So yeah, I, I, I think it's a better a better chance for me seeing like an NFC team because yeah, think about it, like got to find whoever can become that Eli Manning to Tom Brady. So it don't have to be a quarterback, but it got to be somebody that can turn it up when it matters. And I think the only person that I've seen. That can tap into like that clutchness, other than Mahomes, has been Joe Burrow. Right. Like yeah, I think nice. Bengals, bro. If the, if the Bengals can stay healthy, that's the one guy that's had yep. Mahomes' number. They just got. And read. I literally say that it was injuries that literally got him out because I'm yeah. not Mahomes. The Bengals, as they always do, towards the middle of the season, they started trending upwards. That injury is what did them in. You keep the Bengals in there, I the Bengals can take them. Like the Bengals could have yeah. took the Chiefs. I just think I don't know if because this is the other thing too. I want to see. Burrow and Lamar healthy for a full season together because it's like every year it's like oh the Bengals win but the Ravens got everybody beat up oh Lamar missed like half the season and then it's the flip side it's like oh the Ravens win but like Burrow got hurt and it's like I never see the two of them going at it like we always think they're going to and I just I want to see that because those are the only two I think those are the only two teams that stand in Mahomes way Burrow's shown he can do it Lamar has yet to but I think he can I think Lamar is going to break through next year I personally I just think Lamar is going to break through next year um, but we'll see. We'll see. Now, last question. Well, I guess not last question, but like one of the last questions. Um, so where are we on uh, Mahomes as far as being uh, up there with Tom Brady and the whole GOAT discussion and, 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 and all that? Because I feel like, yo, I mean, he's only 28. I think he's on his way, but he ain't there yet. That's just me. But I mean, 310, so at least get halfway. But uh, like you said, he's definitely on his way. He's on his way. Yeah, it's it's tough. Um, I don't know. Like, it's weird to say to compare like Mahomes to Jordan is like that's what people say. Like Mahomes is Jordan, so we'll have to see. Like, and it, like I feel like Brady has reached like kind of like that LeBron level, where it's like my man played twenty years, right? Like he was arguably the best player um, on in, you know for the majority of his career, kind of just kind of like LeBron. Brady, of course, has a better, like, championship success record. I think he's only lost two Super Bowls compared to, like, LeBron losing, like, what, four or five, something like that. No, Brady um, lost three. Three? Because, remember, he lost all three of them to the NFC East. Oh, uh, yeah, the Eagles. I forgot about that one. Yeah. Sheesh, right? Nick Foles. I mean, he, just yeah, having yeah, that on yeah, your yeah. roster is just... Oh, yeah, so Brady lost three. But, like, he played 20 years, right? So, like, I don't yeah. know if anybody, if a quarterback in today's time is going to play 20 years. Like, the yeah, defensive true. guys are so much different now like dudes are getting hit like it's, it's different so like I, if Mahomes plays 20 years well that's the I thing think he, has, he has a good chance but like 
That's Until he plays 20 years, I, I don't know yeah, like if you could play that. Because Brady has like three Hall of Fame careers. Like if you break it down yeah. for like 90s and you know early 2000s, you got the 2010s and then you got the late 2010s to 2020, right? Like he has three Hall of Fame careers, which is unheard of. Right. So if Mahomes can sustain that for at least like 10 years, he's what, six years in now? So maybe if he can win five mm. and ten. But well, to your point, like you said, right now we're looking at something that's unprecedented that's never been yeah. done. Even if he does it again, you, you're you not better. You just are compared to. he. Like you said, he would have to do something extremely phenomenal to be uh-huh. classified as better. And yeah. just like the way, as far as longevity goes, and just I, I don't think he built for that. A lot of factors <laughs> in place. Just, yeah. Um, yeah. 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 I feel like if he three-peats, I don't think Brady ever did that. So, and not that Andy not lasting that long either. Yeah, yeah, that's oh. what, that's the big one. I think Andy yeah. has the Andy, Andy probably retired in in, in the, like between th- the next three to five years. Andy retired. Yeah, I will he's say not, not I will say he is like ten years younger than Belichick currently. So I don't know if he, I, I feel mean, like he has a life though. I feel like Belichick don't have no life. <laughs> like I feel like Andy <laughs> Reid like he just got like I just feel like his personality like his family won't want him at home like Belichick right. nah he he all football nothing else said, nah, he, <laughs> you know it's funny to me though it's hilarious to me that like when Belichick was let go by New England that you know we spent like a whole day on Sports Center talking about oh this is so unprecedented we're never gonna see success like this again right as we're actively watching it happen again <laughs> No, literally. It's like, it's like, wait a minute. I thought I was told we would never see this again. This is never, yeah. it's not possible to have a dynasty like this anymore. Oh, no, no, then today's there. And we're just watching Patrick Mahomes slowly but surely, you know. Like, another NBA comparison, it reminds me, like, the Bulls to the Lakers yeah. dynasty, right? Like, the, like, Jordan was done in 98. Kobe entered in 96. And, like, you know, we never had the Kobe Jordan finals. Or even think, if you, you we know, could go back further than that, Lakers and Celtics in the, yeah, 80s, and, then the Bulls. and then Jordan came in yeah. right as that both of those were ending. Mm-hmm. And Jordan, oh, yeah, because Jordan, Jordan did beat Magic in the, in the Lakers in one of his early titles, which, yeah. is, which is, is cool. But I don't know. Yeah, it, it's crazy because we say it, it ain't never going to happen again. And then, but we'll see. <laughs> right as we're talking. Like, yeah, it's interesting. All right. But that that's what that is. So, you know, the Super Bowl is one of America's biggest events. And obviously, a big discussion with the Super Bowl. Wow. Now, Oh yeah, no no Super Bowl is complete without a talk about Usher. You know, and the halftime show. This was Usher this year. What did we think of the halftime show? What did we think? You know, I personally am of the mindset that this one was probably my favorite. You know, of the of the more recent ones. Like I, I think ever since, you know, they started actually putting black people in it, this is probably one of my more favorite ones that they've done. Like um, I'm biased obviously because I'm from Atlanta. But I think it was really good. Now, I'm going to say this, though. The one, I think, two years ago, the L.A. one, where it was yeah. like Snoop and Dre and Mary. I don't know. That one was that fire. That one was fire. No, that one was fire. That was my other yeah. thing. Did they, bring, did they bring 50 Cent out on that joint, too? Yeah. They did. Hanging yeah. upside down. Upside down? Yeah. <laughs> they snapped. They snapped. That one was my yeah. favorite. The only one with that one was just like, I, I just, it felt a little, I don't know how I felt about seeing people crit walking. Just because it's like you, you lock all these niggas up for gang banging and crip walking and then here we are in the Super Bowl just celebrating Crips. And it's like, hey, 
But other than that, I like, mean, but that also goes to show you how far we've come, even with our halftime performances. Like, yeah. shout out to like, yeah, no, that one was, was my like, favorite because I've always loved LA rap. So, like, that yeah. was my favorite. I, I, and to bring Mary J out, good lord. Uh, That's what I'm saying. I don't know. That one, it was so, like, like don't get me wrong. Yesterday was, like, cool. And, like, even bringing up, you know, Alicia Keys, the piano. I like how he, like, incorporated different instruments and stuff like that in it as yeah. well. It's even, like, bringing up the band, like, HBCs. Like, it was dope. You know what I'm saying? It was really dope. Yeah. But I don't know. I just don't think nobody is topping that. that the, the Dre one people. was, yeah, the Dre one yeah. was different. That nobody's, and yeah, to do it in yeah, L.A. Yeah. And to do it in L.A. Yeah. was even better. Yeah. Start to Usher, yeah, like you said, I mean, to have Jackson State out there, which was great. You know, I mean, the damn Kappas was out there. Good Lord. Now you can't tell them nothing. Um, and then <laughs> uh, bringing Lil John out, bringing uh, Ludacris out. Luda. Bringing, bringing That's Lil what I was waiting on. I was like, if he brings Luda. out, he did it right. You know, yeah. You know, Alicia Keys. out there. People, Alicia. people said they thought Jermaine Dupree was CeeLo Green. <laughs> That's crazy, yo. <laughs> Alicia was struggling early, and then she, <laughs> then she, then she, uh, then she got back in it. And I was like, man, Swiss beats. I'm gonna tell you, Usher was, uh, he's getting a little handsy out there, you know. I'm just saying. They put on the show. It, I mean, it's Alicia Keys. I don't blame him, but like, yo, I wonder how that car ride was on that. That. Oh. <laughs> it's like, what you doing out here with all this ass? I'm just like, yo, what are we doing? But, yeah, no, no. With all that being said, you know, the end of another great NFL season. Man. Man, oh, man, oh, man. Um, any early predictions for next year? You know, Naima, why I got you here. I'm a, I'm a Walt, I'm going to save yours. But, Naima, any uh, early predictions for next year in, in terms of Super Bowl runs oh. or pe- people we should look out for? The Browns. Because people sleep on the Browns this year. Hell, I was sleep on the Browns this year. I didn't know their record was that good. <laughs> Even when... Uh, which McCauley got hurt? I was like, uh, Which one? Oh, All of them got hurt. <laughs> it's like, who? who oh, talking about? The nasty, nasty man. When nasty man went Oh, yeah. Down. The MVP. <laughs> the MVP. Most yeah, valuable. Yeah, I didn't know. Even Flacco, like, he was still sustaining them. I mean, when it came mm-hmm. to the playoffs, I don't know what happened. But, yeah, so uh, I definitely don't think I'll sleep on the Browns next year. Um, and for whatever reason, I mean, we all know I'm a Saints fan, but I'm really rooting for the Lions. Like they built their team the right way. You know what I'm saying? I gotta respect uh, it. So I wanna, I wanna see them go all the way. Yeah, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Another team I think we should watch out for. I mean, I, I, I still feel like it's kind of early for them, but I mean, everybody talking about the Texans. Um. Oh. Yeah. They cool. I just I feel like you know sophomore slump is a real thing. We've seen teams. I was just about to say that. Yeah, yeah like let, oh, let me see it again. They were a year yeah. ahead of schedule, and everybody like we saw with the Giants this year. They were a year ahead of schedule. Everybody was like, oh yeah, the, the Giants, and then you know, so it's like I want to see what the Texans do, especially in that division where it's not no cakewalk anymore. You yeah. know, the Jaguars are going to be around. It looked like the Colts got something going, and they're going to have their quarterback yeah. back. Titans are really the only ones in there where it's just like, okay, whatever. But, yeah, you know, them. Um, yeah, because Henry, Henry gone, right? Yeah, he, everybody's yeah, I mean, gone. Henry yeah. gone. Yeah. Ray Boy got a new head coach this year. You know? Yeah, they're He's getting a rebuild. Uh, the yeah. NFC South is. Don't, not too much. You know you're not too far. So, don't do too much. I Tampa look good in the playoffs, though. They did, they, they did, did, but they got a lot of free agents and they and lost Baker their offensive get coordinator. They got to pay Baker and Mike Evans. This. And his coordinator went, he's the oh, coach of the Panthers now, the guy that was their coordinator. He's the Panthers coach. Oh. Good God, God bless him because 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that, that, yeah, that division's wide open, though. Anybody could come out of that. You know, I hope yeah. the Saints do, but... Not with Derek Carr. I'm sorry. He's not the answer. <laughs> you know, but... Just, just be realistic. Yeah. He's not yeah they, the Saints hired the, uh, the 49ers pass game coordinator, their offensive coordinator, right. so... That'll be interesting. And then they're all coach. Between the head coach and Derek Carr is a... Is a NFC yeah. East is fraudulent as fuck. You know, as a fan of that conference, NFC East is just trash. You know, the Dallas, I don't trust them ever. I thought this was the year. I don't know why I bought into the Kool-Aid this year. I was just like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I picked them. I was like, bro, don't sleep on Dallas. And then Green Bay just said... Yeah, <laughs> it's like bro. But that's who they are. Like that's literally their identity in the playoffs. Like I don't care what type of season they have. Let me see it. them in the playoffs. I get it, but I just I just felt like this year would be different. Like I just something in me was like, bro, it just felt like this year was gonna be different. Like what is the media gonna do if Dallas makes a deep run? Like what is gonna happen to the Dallas joke complex of the media industry? Because if they ever make a Super Bowl, it's gonna be curtains for all of us. Because <laughs> it, it it's. I thought this was finally going to be the year, and then they just, I don't know what happened. And then the Eagles, like y'all said, that window looked like it's shut. And Giants and Washington are just clown shows. So, yeah. Um, Washington, I'm going to tell y'all what. Uh, y'all about one or two seasons away from me just being a Ravens fan full-time. Because y'all going to keep playing with me and, and see. Yeah, I already left the Wizards. <laughs> it's like, y'all oh, like, the Bucks. I'm a, I'm a Steelers fan. Steelers? Yeah, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Hey, y'all I like mean, but we don't, we don't have y'all a are never like a losing team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, That's the one thing. We're always over 500, but <laughs> yeah. I'm, yeah. About, I'm about tired of being that. <laughs> it's just. Maybe Justin Fields. We may. They, they say Mike Tomlin like Justin Fields, so if the Bears trade the first, I keep hearing first overall pick. I keep hearing Russell Wilson for you. I keep hearing Russell Wilson for some reason. But I wouldn't be mad at that, but... Russell Wilson? The that, Steelers? That's what I keep hearing, because, you know, the Steelers don't... They just be doing stuff. Because Mike... Tyler, Steelers would be nice, though. You know, Kenny Pickett's done. I, I I think this is it. This this year is it. Because Arthur Smith's trash, too, but, like, this this is Kenny Pickett's last season, I think, as a starter of Pittsburgh, because it's clearly not working. But that division is just so tough. The NFC North is just real. Like, you have three playoff teams in that division, yeah. bro. Like, what and are you we going to do? And, and, and y'all yeah. were in there this year. Mm-hmm. So, it's four playoff teams in that division. It's like yeah. somebody got to lose it. You know, it's, it's it's unfortunate. But, I mean, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. You know Mike Tomlin, you know, he's going to squeeze lemon out of a already squeezed lemon. So, you know. But, yeah, you know, uh, Naima, well, thank you. We got you. We got you in here, you know. Right. We we was able to get you in here, you know. Shout out to you. Yeah. Any 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 last words to the people before we let you go study? No, thanks. I said my piece. Gotcha. Um, as usual, thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. Well, you be safe. Take care. Appreciate it. You too. Gotcha. I'll see y'all soon. Gotcha. Bye. All right. We've reached my favorite part of the show. You know, it's a segment I like to call Big Time Plays of the Day. It's dedicated to uh, all the craziness going on in the world. And we, we were talking about, you know, football. We were talking about everything Super Bowl-wise. But the NFL season's over, so now our attention turns full-time to the NBA. And the NBA is getting ready to come into uh, the All-Star break. So that means All-Star Weekend. 
this year it's in Indianapolis. You know, they even ah. put a, a basketball <laughs> court in the middle of the airport. You know, gonna have people missing their flights because you got to <laughs> win by two and shit. You know, um, but we're here, and so we they've named the All Star teams and <clears throat> some notable starters, obviously some notable reserves, some notable omissions. You know, um, Trey Young didn't make it again. You know, uh, at this point we need to get him out of Atlanta because it's clearly over. Um, yeah. Brandon Ingram probably was a little bit of a shocker for me, just not even making it as a reserve. That one was kind of interesting. But anything that stood out to you about the All Star team? Yeah, East, man, or, East it, or West? It's been tough. Yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's been tough. Um, thankfully, you know, they uh, Trey Young and Scotty Barnes uh, were injury replacements for for Randall and, and, and B. Thankfully. <laughs> But it was crazy because because Trey's averaging what like twenty seven and, and eleven or something like that, and didn't wasn't named an All Star, uh, so it, it's crazy. But I think we've finally reached a point too where you look across the league, and this has just been the conversation, right? Like numbers are up, scoring are up, but like star the star power is like it's never been before, right? Yeah. Right? Like it's hard to say we have like generational superstars like like we once had, or like guys that are like big names to the media or, or to like casual fans, but I think it's time to expand the all-star game um it's been 12 for far too long and we now have you know we've had 30 teams for for a while now and they've never expanded that like it's always been 12 so um i think it's we're at a time where 14 15 guys probably should get voted to the all-star game we know a lot of older guys that make the all-star teams don't really like to play that many minutes either um so i think it, it's time to expand because guys are putting up numbers but trey young are definitely uh, being left off the initial list was, was crazy to see um, I think Jalen Brunson uh, not being a starter was a little bit surprising. Yes, as a Bucks fan, I will say yeah, like, Dame should not. But be it's Dame Willard. But it's Dame Willard though. So I, I know Dame was always going to get the fan vote. Like, yeah. um, and for New York City, who you know New York has you know the most people. Like, y'all should have voted y'all guy in if if you really wanted him to start. But that's the, so then you know people are bringing up the you know the voting and things like that. Brandon Ingram had an interesting quote. Yeah. When it came to All Star voting. They said they told somebody told Brandon Ingram that assistant coaches vote in reserves, and he was like, "Oh, that's interesting because assistant coaches send double teams to me all the time, and they didn't vote him in." So that's, it's, that's it's what all, made me think. That's what made me think of Brandon Ingram because I'm sitting yeah. there like, bro, like even as a reserve, yeah. the coaches vote on that. So it's, yep. that one, that one was interesting. I ain't gonna hold. It's it. always a convo when it comes to like who should be in, um, but I think it's time to expand. Um, but it, it's cool to see guys like Scotty Barnes and. For the first time, it's cool to see, cool to see a guy like Shea, Shea, Shea Gilders Alexander starting in an All Star game. He's my favorite, my personal favorite player to watch. He, he's um, my so favorite. It, it's cool to see like the young the young guys and Tyrese Halliburton also starting. So it's exciting to see that. Shea is my favorite style style wise. Like that's that's my guy. Like I made this joke that like Shea Gilders Alexander reminds me if if Erica Badu's lyrics or if, not Erica. I said Brent Fires for some reason. If Brent Fires's lyrics turned into like if they came out of his mouth and turned into human form, it would be Shea Gilgis Alexander for some reason. I don't know why. Like his his the, it's just so smooth. It's so it's just nice. It's just I mean I just like watching Shea play and then the style and stuff off the court but not. But like mm-hmm. yeah, I like Shea. Um, I like Aunt Edwards. You know I like some of the, like some of these young guys at first were starting to worry me. I'm like there's no real like you said there's no real. It doesn't seem to be a clear like generational talent, I guess you could say. Like mm-hmm. there, there are a couple of superstars and stuff, but there's like those bridge guys like Giannis and Jokic who are, yeah, they're not exactly from the Steph and Bron generation, but they're not young either. So yeah. they, you have those guys that are like Embiid, Giannis, and Jokic that are that. But this next group 
it's like who is the guy you know you, we yeah. thought it would be job but he can't get out of his own way we thought it would be tatum but he just something's off with him and it's something. <laughs> he he's like tatum irks my soul because it's like bro you're 6'10 built like a greek god or whatever and you don't use any of that like you just want to be yeah. a spot up jump shooter and i'm like bro use that size and that no, strength. I, just, I, yeah. I just don't i don't get yeah, that's a great point. I mean, I think I think Luca is is the guy in this yeah. generation. Um, the only thing we've we just got to see him win the big one, like right, like he's he's gotten the Mavs to overachieve, um, in plenty plenty of seasons, um, so far, which is which is you know rare to say in his, his early career. So I think this year they made. I see you know you had in the lineup um, talking about like trade moves. I think the Mavericks made the most noise at well, the at the deadline. Them other than the Knicks, yeah. But I think as far as like guys, I can see like plugging and playing right now. PJ Washington, I think, is a great, great four for that guy. Stretch the floor a little bit, um, and then Guy Gafford um, got a guy that can split some time with, with Derek Lively, and another body that you can throw at Jokic. Um, and I think that's what it comes down to, right? Like teams in the West have to figure out. All right, we're going into All Star break. Let's see where we're at. Right? Do we think we can make a push? Do we have guys? Right? So like, I think the Thunder getting Gordon Hayward. We'll see how healthy he is. But I still think the Thunder are like a year or two away, and I'm and I love the Thunder and what they're building. But I think they're a year or two a uh, year or two away. Timberwolves, you know, I I, I, I love Ant, big Ant fan. I think Gobert Gobert is perfect for that team. Um, but Cat, right? Like, what Carl Anthony Towns are we going to get? So I don't think they're as legitimate of a threat as their record shows right now. So for me, I think it's the Mavericks because they got that guy Luca, and then the Suns because they have KD and Book. Like those are the teams, and then of course the Clippers with Kawhi, right? So I, those are like the teams where I see that can maybe push to make a you know to to possibly beat Denver. Mm-hmm. But who has the bodies to throw at a Jokic and the Mavericks right now with Lively and Gafford? I feel like match up with them best. I think the Clippers can throw bodies at Jokic too because you have versatile guys like Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah, and um. You know, you you have those guys, and then I, I just don't know if, like you said, they, I don't know if they have enough in the sense that, like Dallas, like you said, Dallas can throw people at them. I think the Timberwolves, in theory, can because you could put Cat on yeah, them yeah. or you could put Gobert on them. Gobert, yeah. You know, you you, you, you the Timberwolves in theory, and then plus the T Wolves also. I feel like they're actually ready because like the Thunder are a couple years First away. Experience. I think mm-hmm. I think the T Wolves have been there now. Like they've been to the playoffs yeah. a couple of times now. I think Ant and them are ready to make a push. I don't know how deep of a push, but I think they're ready to make one. I do think, you know, I hate to believe in the Clippers at all, but I do. I just feel like the Clippers, I'm plan, with you. if they I'm with you. stay healthy, if they finally can stay healthy this year, I think this might finally be the season we talk about them for real. Yeah, I don't, that's I don't a good know point. I, I just don't trust them. I don't trust James Harden. I'm never going to trust James Harden until he, you know, doesn't do James Harden shit. Yeah, <laughs> and him and PG, PG two in the playoffs. Yeah, I don't, I don't trust last, either one you know, of yeah. times we've seen him in the playoffs. But I'm with you. Before I think before the trade deadline, before the Mavericks got PJ and Gafford, yeah. I was with you. I was saying that the Clippers were the biggest threat to the Nuggets. Um, but I just think like those two moves were were that impactful for the for the Mavericks. And then Kyrie Irving has been, you know, he started out a little bit slow, but he's been he's been figuring it out and like. I think it, it, it's going to take some time for a guy like Kyrie, who's who's as dynamic as he is with the ball, mm-hmm. to adjust the plan with a guy like Luca, who demands so much of attention, whose whose usage rate is so high. When right. Kyrie was used to being that guy, right. And then over on the east side, it's like 
it's just completely in flux out, out, under yeah. Boston. Like Boston has kind of been consistent Wait, they're doing the, what they're going to yep, do. But everything under that, I mean, we fought the Bucks and then they've kind of fallen a little bit. I don't know what's wrong with us, but we got to figure it out. I got the Doc Rivers curse. That's you what know? it is. No, but we was bad before that. We was it, the <laughs> defense was awful. You know, you fire a coach midseason, even though he's thirty and thirteen. Now you trading everybody. He's got Pat Bev in there. I think it's gonna hopefully help some things. So Bucks, we don't know. The Knicks have kind of come up, but now they've lost three straight and a bunch of people are injured. Cavaliers, they're they're right there. Cavaliers are chilling, yeah. but I just I don't trust them for some reason. Just nope. something won't yeah, they, let me yeah, trust they, them. They, they, they won't be able to defend in the playoffs. You you can't have a backcourt of of Garland and, and Donovan Mitchell. And I'm a, and I'm a short guy. I'm a guard lover, but you need more size than that to you defend. Need size and then the size they have up front with. Mobley and Allen is cool, but like they ain't giving you no scoring. So yeah, no offense. <laughs> it's like the Cavs scared me in the playoffs. They went, they good for the regular season though. So yep, yeah, they're they're cool. So it's like the East is just really in flux. And then Philly obviously losing Embiid, they're pretty much out of the picture. Oh, yeah. So it's like <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, we're just keep we're just trying to make we're just trying to make sure that we stay in the playoffs and hopefully we don't have to be in a play in right until Embiid gets back. And you know Miami. Never gonna do nothing in the regular season, but then the yeah, playoffs they hibernate. and then fucking yeah, you know. But now they got t- uh, Rosier's hurt, and then Jimmy Butler's out for extended time because of the yep. family death and stuff. Wish them all the best, but yeah, the East is in flux. I mean, Boston. I mean, if they don't fuck it up like they did last year, <laughs> you should get to the finals. You should. Yeah. You didn't pay Jalen three hundred million. You're gonna pay Tatum that next year, like. Let's go, like you know. Yeah. But I, 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 personally, as a Bucks fan, I'm biased. But like, I still think we're gonna. I still trust us to get this right. Like, even if we, even if it's like, hey, maybe the playoffs come and then we'll finally click. But I still feel like we can get it right. Like, I still think I would like us. The only team that scares me is the Knicks and the Celtics. Yeah, you know. I mean, if I, if I'm you, I'm not afraid of the Knicks. It's just because it's like with the Bucks right now. It's, it's interesting that they've struggled and they've been so up and down but like i just know when they get to the playoffs it's just gonna click <laughs> it's gonna click it's gonna be the, the two-man game of Giannis and damon dame willard is just gonna go to a different level right but just because right like in the in playoffs the pace of the game is a little bit slower there's not as many guys getting touches right like the offense flows but like you go to what works you go to your bread and butter and the bread and butter is gonna be damon Giannis. And I'm taking those two guys over just about that, you know, over anybody. Honestly, and when I right? say when I say I'm scared of the Knicks, I don't mean like scared as in I think they'll beat us. I just feel like uh, they got people to throw at us now. Like you, you mm-hmm. can you can put OG on Giannis. You can put yeah, that's solid, very solid. He, roster, he ain't gonna do shit, but like it's just like Ten. you know, you they got they got guys now, which mm-hmm. I think like Boston was really. I was like, man, I'm looking up at Boston. That's only that's all I'm looking up at. Now it's like you kind of sort of the Knicks are like right there. Just don't sleep on that. Yeah. You know, and then the Pacers beat us four times in the regular season. So it's just like <laughs> now they got Pascal Siakam, who's won a title mm-hmm. on that team. So it's just like the East is relatively wide open. I mean, the league in general feels more wide open than it's been in recent years. And I and I, I think that's good for the brand because it's like, hey, it's, it's more interesting when more teams have a shot at winning. You know? Yeah. And so I, I still I still like. Milwaukee, I still think they got enough veteran guys in the locker room that they will, when the playoffs start, get it together. So, and maybe even before that, who knows? They could go on a run in the last thirty something games. Who knows? So, I just need them to figure it out soon. But yeah, that's that's what's going on. 
But uh, moving on. So you played yourself. It's dedicated to uh, people who probably should have sat down and ate their food. And obviously, the National Football League season is over. 2023 is in the books. And now they're moving on to bigger and better things in 2024. And there are some notable things that are going to happen. It's like they've named, you know, the Super Bowl is obviously going to be in New Orleans next year. That's been discussed or decided already. Um, now that we know who the champion is, we know the opening game is going to be in Kansas City. You know, as it is every year, the champion gets the opening game. But this year, in 2024-25, is going to be the first time that the NFL has a Friday night opening game. And also, the NFL has been expanding its reach internationally. You know, they've been playing games in Germany. They've been playing in... Um, in Britain all the time. This year, they're going to add a couple of They're going to add a game in Spain, which should be interesting. And more importantly, this is the one that caught my attention. They are going to Brazil. The first Friday of the season is going to be in Brazil. The BBL bandits are going to be out. This is, this is unbelievable. Who signed off on this? Can you imagine being an NFL player from some small town in Texas or in, or from Kansas or somewhere. You ain't never been nowhere in your life. And you go down to Brazil and you just see... <laughs> you're going to become a passport, bro. What is going on? <laughs> Why are we having a game in Brazil? Who signed off on this? I need to understand. I, I don't have a problem with it. But this is insane. Brazil? Just, you just asking for trouble. you just asking for trouble, bro. Global. The game The game is truly global, man. I think I think it's cool. Like you said, it's, it's funny. Uh, I think it's tough being the first game of the season because it's like, damn, you going making that South America trip. It's just going. I feel like going hurt some teams, but at least it's, it's you know Friday night, so they'll have a little bit of extra days to recover. But it's cool, man. It's cool that it's first ever game in uh, in South America, and um, hey, man, football is, is truly global ahead of twenty twenty eight Olympics, um, where flag football will be in the Olympics. So I think it's cool, man. It's a cool showcase to see, uh, but. Great experience for for a lot of these NFL guys. Uh, some of them may have traveled to Brazil. Some of them have not. But I think it's, it, it should be cool. We'll see how how long they stay there. They they might, you know, they might stay a whole whole week or two. And hopefully they stay out of hopefully they stay out of trouble. Some of them won't come back. Some of them won't come back. <laughs> I tell you, it is cool. Though. I mean, I, I still don't think it's quite where they wanted to be in terms of like popularity as opposed to like soccer. Like it's not up mm-hmm. there yet. But I think the NFL definitely is trying to expand its footprint. I feel like I genuinely feel like they want to have a Super Bowl in like another country. I do feel like that is the goal eventually is to get a Super Bowl either in like Germany or Spain or one of these places that they keep having games. They eventually mm-hmm. want to get a Super Bowl out there. I think is what is because you know rich white men they don't they, they do stuff that doesn't make sense. Capitalism doesn't have to make sense to anybody that's not making the money. So yeah. I think they're going to try to get a Super Bowl at some point in the next ten years. Even if they don't, even if like you know, even if it doesn't work, they're just gonna at least propose it. It's gonna come up in one or two meetings at some point. Because we already said they tried to expand and bring a team over there. They were talking about bringing a team to London, which would have been crazy. Yeah, yeah, that would have been crazy. I don't. I, I personally wasn't a fan of that, and right. don't think that it it would have worked. But it makes sense. Crazy. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And 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 for that point, I'm like, they're going if they if they propose the team, I can already see their biggest event bringing it to a global stage like I, I can see that ha- which would be crazy because no other sport does that like the NBA is not having the finals in Paris <laughs> you know like so but they'll they'll try it because you know it's the NFL they're always going to try stuff and they know people are going to watch regardless 
It's just gonna be that's, hilarious. That's, Imagine. that's the big one right there, bro. They know that people gonna watch. <laughs> Imagine having a Super Bowl at 3 p.m. in the afternoon, though. That would be insane. 3 p.m. on a Sunday. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we're sitting here. It's 8 o'clock there, wherever they're having it, but like it's 3 p.m. over here. That that would be crazy. <laughs> and I think that might be the only reason that they don't do it, because just because of the time difference. Like, it would have to be somewhere like. Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, the only places I can think it would be, I mean, they're all like five or six plus hours ahead or behind. So, I don't know. Yeah, I, I just don't think it, it would make a lot of sense either, personally. It, um, it won't, but they'll try it. They, they, they won't yeah, stop. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. My, my, th- my thing is, is just like, free agency, bro, is, is the big one for me. Right. Right, like, American football is truly America's sport. It's truly a sport that is played overseas at, at a lesser level, but like guys growing up, you, you're not having a mass influx of t- overseas talent or, or, or talent from one country that will be willing to say, hey, we want to go. We're going to make it to the league and then we want to go back home and play, right? Like we look at it, the NBA, the Toronto Raptors struggle to get guys to go to Toronto and from everything I, I've heard of from NBA guys and from media people, Toronto is one of their favorite cities. It's one of the favorite places to be. But that international jock tax, right, like, is a real thing. And guys don't want to go overseas. Yeah, that's and the fo- thing I've, I've heard. Like, football, is a, football is, a, you know, a 16-week regular or 17-week regular season. You think guys want to be hours and hours away from family oh, no. for the, for a full season i just can't see it yeah and see. so that's my biggest biggest thing is i just don't think that the players and the players association will get behind the nfl getting a team over there yeah the players association definitely won't but yeah this is like yeah that yeah bringing a team over probably wouldn't be but like yeah one one or two money talks though yeah money does talk and if they think there's a market, and they, they've been expanding because you have, like, NFL Africa. You have, mm-hmm. you know, the NFL London where they develop mm-hmm. international. So, yeah. like, it just feels like that's the direction they're tra- Not a team, but, like, having, like, a Super Bowl or some a type league. of yeah, yeah. big yep. event. They, it just feels like the, the, the direction they're trending. And, it, and it'll come up maybe 10 or 15 years from now and it'll be like, man, remember, mm-hmm. remember 15 years ago we were sitting in the office and we were talking about... <laughs> and you'd be like, damn, you're exactly. right. That shit would be funny if that happens. But, yeah. So, we'll see what happens with that, though. Um, that being said, yeah, a football game in Brazil should be cool, just, you know, scenic-wise, like, you know, where they have it and stuff. Um, but, yeah. And uh, moving from there, um, Well Played is dedicated to the uh, feel-good stories. And this week, we saw a lot of uh, legends kind of be put to the forefront, um, most notably in the City of Angels, Los Angeles, where... Obviously, it's been four years now since we lost Kobe Bryant, and um, the city of L.A. has now, or the Lakers have unveiled the first of three statues that they're going to be building in honor of him. Um, The first one is with him wearing number eight. The next one's going to be 24, and then there's going to be a third one with him and Gigi. And... Yeah, they unveiled the number eight, which is built basically based off of him when he scored 81 and walking off the court. So, you know, there were some people that had issue with the way it looked. And I'm just like, bro, I mean, it is a statue. It's not going to be completely (laughs) looking like him, you know, like it's 
it's you know i'm not tripping off of that so but that being said i mean i'm just it's it's good for good for kobe and good for the lakers you know absolutely, absolutely. but it just seemed like that's the lakers crazy. always it's been four years though so. yeah this shit's crazy it just still don't be feeling right that he's not here like but i'm like bro the lakers every time it's a game to honor kobe they they wet the bed like every single time it's 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 not funny, but it's funny. It's like, bro, like the game that they came back after he died and they lost to the to the Blazers at home, same way. And now here we are four years later, same thing. It's like, bro, the day you unveil the statue and y'all lose to, I don't even remember who the team was, but <laughs> it's like, dog, y'all got to chill out with this. But like the Lakers have been kind of doing some things, but yeah. Vanessa Bryan, it was funny. She had the comment about, um, you know, Kobe chose it. So if y'all don't like it, tough shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> funny. So, but yeah, shout out to Kobe. Like you said, the I mean, man, it's been four years. We ain't forgotten, man. This is always here with us. And with that being said, we move on to the NFL's legends. So the Hall of Fame inductees have been announced. They're always announced the week before this, or the week of the Super Bowl. They're always announced. And, you know, it's part of the thing. So we know the Hall of Fame game and everything. Some notable ones. Obviously, the class of 2024 is proof that you and I are getting old because these oh, are all guys up, that these are guys oh, that we up. watched like in our childhood, like actively watched them, and now they're all retired and in the Hall of Fame now. There's some notable ones. You know, Julius Peppers was a notable one that we saw. Andre Johnson was was. I mean, you know, that's how old we are. Like some of these, it's like wow, we are really up there. But the one that stood out to me that I was really happy to see because I had been calling this man's number last year when he was eligible last year. My guy, Devin Hester, finally got in the Hall of Fame. It is about damn time. I mean, he was only been eligible two years, but still. He should have gotten in last year. But Devin Hester is in the Hall of Fame, man. And it's kids now that just don't know. Oh, yeah. He was special, man. He, he was special. And truly, you know somebody that that era kind of represents because i don't think we'll ever see another one just because of the rule changes right like special teams yeah we see kickers that are unbelievable we saw the record broken multiple times last night in the super bowl um as far as field goals right so like it's it's normal now for kickers to to kick 50 plus yard field goals in any weather conditions but as far as a game changing return specialist we just won't we won't see it again Right, like the best, the guys that started in the in the, in the Pro Bowl this year, most people don't probably don't even know them. Right, I think it was Mims and, and Shahid. Um, so it's like Devin Hester was so special, man. I still remember the Super Bowl. I was at my god brother's um, house, and I, I tweeted this out because they they, everyone, they were showing a clip. If there was one bet that I that I knew that I should have put thousands of dollars on, if I could go back in time, it would be that the first score would be a Devin Hester kick return touchdown that he would take that opening kickoff the, in the opening Bowl, kickoff too. it wasn't like it was he late took the, in the game. opening kickoff back man it, it wasn't like it was late in the game it wasn't like it was coming out of half opening kickoff the opening kickoff kick went to the house <laughs> it's like it's and, it's, and people don't, and it's it's not even just like a lot of people don't get it it's more than just the fact that he was returning kickoffs and punts it was the fact that which he did most of his damage in punt returns more than mm-hmm. kickoffs but it was more than just that Devin Hester changed the game in the sense that, like, yo, people don't remember. That season, the Chicago Bears, Rex Grossman was the starting quarterback. It was two yep. things. They had one of the elite defenses we will ever see. Yes. 
and they had Devin Hester. This man yep. won it, multiple. I remember he won a game by himself. He had two punt. He had two punt returns in a game. Like <laughs> it's like this man has scored half of the, the team's points. You know, at times, you know, and it was, and it's not even just that. There is a whole country that has been outsourcing kickers for the last decade just because of Devin Hester. This, this, <laughs> the country of Australia has Devin oh, Hester to thank. Australian style. Australian style kickers, angling of kicks on field goals. You know, like people used to like, like the way punters can angle kicks. Like, oh, you want to kick to the pylon and stuff. People used to do that strictly. Like, do not kick to Devin Hester. Whatever you. Mm-hmm. Shanking kicks like on purpose, like just don't. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn if we start at the fifty. Just do not kick that ball to Devin Hester. That was the one rule yeah. every kicker had. And some people listened, some people didn't. It's like every time he kicked, every time he got that ball, you knew there was a chance he could take it all the way back. It's just like who's impressed? Who's impressed with the special teams coordinator on the other sideline? Yeah. And I'm like, and like you said, because of the way the game is going, like, I mean, at some point, we may not even have special teams anymore. Like, we will never, we legit will never see this record be broken. We've seen guys come close. Cordero Patterson is probably the closest thing, and he does more kickoffs, you know. um, Dante Hall, we saw him. But neither one of them. Josh Cribs for a little bit. Josh Cribs for a little bit. But neither one, none of them, it, it wasn't quite the same. Like, Devin Hester was just a different, he was a different dude. Like, and it just sucked to me that he wasn't getting it because people are going to be like, well, he didn't play a position. And that's what makes it even more impressive. Exactly. Every time he, exactly. it was one reason he was on the field. It was one reason only. And you knew, and he still was getting it done. So that's what makes it even more impressive, you know? Because it's, it's become like the hall of really good where a lot of like really good players that weren't necessarily game-changing players get in. And it's like you get guys like Devin Hester that are being left out. And it's just it's crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah. Shout out to Devin Hester specifically, and he was one of my first favorite NFL players because we had the same name. That was what made me become a fan of him early on. So that that was cool, even though he spells it with an I, I spell it with an O. But like, that was one of the reasons I liked him growing up. So that that was cool. Shout out to him. But yeah, you know, next year it's it's a couple interesting guys that are up next year. Like uh, Frank Gore is eligible next year. Um. I remember who else I saw. Oh, Patrick Willis got in too. I forgot. Yeah, Patrick Willis, Patrick Willis Dwight Freeney. Dwight Freeney, the spin move. That was mm-hmm. the most dangerous spin move. Like, it's just our childhood, man. These are dudes we watched growing up. Like, all of them are just going in. I'm like, man, we're getting old. We are getting yeah. old. <laughs> this is crazy. Frank Gore, like I said, next year. Uh, Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. I don't know if he gets in, though, unfortunately. Yeah, it'd be tough. Luke Keekly, Eli Adam, Manning. Adam Vinatieri is going to be an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Luke Keekly, like you said, Eli Manning. Eli Manning will get in just – I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. I will argue this till I'm out of breath. Manning. <laughs> but he's he a Manning, and, he, Manning. Beat Tom, so and he, beat, he beat Tom Brady twice. I get all that. Yeah. Just, those numbers, you look a man up. He has a career 500 record. You have multiple seasons where you threw 20-plus interceptions. I just don't see Hall of Fame on there. But he's going to get in, and I'm not going to be upset if he does. You know, he beat my team's ass every year. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, that's, that's going to be interesting. There's going to be a lot of interesting people. Adam Vinatieri will be an interesting one. Because now that we do have a punter in the Hall of Fame, and now that Devin Hester's in, I do think Vinatieri has a chance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, 
you know, like there's no Patriots dynasty without Vinatieri. You know, just as much as Tom Brady. Like there's no Vinatieri legit. Even though like I think I saw like his career numbers, apparently they're not that great besides those kicks. But either way, you know, you got the moments. So he'll probably get in off of that. But yeah. With that being said, we're gonna wrap it up with one more thing. So now that the NFL season's over, I asked the question to Naima earlier. And I'm gonna bring it back to you, Walt. Your early predictions, who you think we should watch for in terms of the Super Bowl in New Orleans in twenty twenty five. Who do you think? Do you think the Chiefs get back there? Is there somebody else you think? Yeah, if I had to make a decision today, I, I would go with the Chiefs. Uh, I think 15, you know, the Grim Reaper, as, as me and my boys call him, Patrick Mahomes, will be back uh, representing the AFC. And then not in the NFC. Uh, I think the Lions have a good shot, but I think uh, Jared Goff and the, and the LA Rams will be back. Um, I think, actually, Matt Stafford, LA Rams. L- Matt Stafford's LA Rams, I think they'll be back. Um, I think it'll, it'll, it'll be... Um, you know, McVay versus versus Andy Reid. I just feel like what the Rams did this year, and I was high on them all, all season, even before the, the season. People had them in the you know, bottom five at the, the power rankings, and it was just really disrespectful because that team well, it was won the based Super Bowl off the, not so long ago. It was based off the year before when they had the worst record. Yeah, yeah but everyone was injured. Literally, everyone was injured. Cup was out. Stafford missed a lot of games. Remember, they had Baker Mayfield playing games and, and Carson Wentz at quarterback. So, yeah. Stafford, when healthy, is as good as it gets, um, you know, when it matters, um, especially in the NFC, because uh, I don't see a, a, a clear, clear-cut clear quarterback in the NFC that can challenge, you know, the AFC guy. So, I think Stafford has just, just as good of a chance as anybody. And then Aaron Donald, uh, that defense will only get better. Um, they diamond in the rough. Puka Nakua, who was a you know Pro Bowl receiver, um, they had a Pro Bowl running All Pro running back, Hiram Williams, who missed four games, and was still All Pro. So they're building something at least on offense. Um, and I think the defense, you'll start to get a little bit of money back. You'll start to get some of your you know your your early draft picks back that you traded away. Um, so even without Jalen Ramsey, I think that the Rams uh, can make a nice run, and that's probably the team in the NFC that I think. Uh, it's probably being slept on, but I think they'll uh, they'll they'll be there at the end of the season. Yeah, I think that um, yeah the Niners have a ton of free agents, so it's gonna look real. They're gonna be good, but like I just I don't know if they're going. This was their the last two years. This two year window that the Niners had, this was their best window, and they just didn't take advantage of either one of these two years. So I don't know. Nope. If, I don't know if they're gonna. <laughs> it's like what else can they do at this point? But uh-huh. I still. On the AFC side, like I just think it's just so difficult to ask a team to re- even with Patrick Mahomes. Oh yeah, I just feel like it's really difficult to ask a team to go three straight years. To that's a lot of deep runs into the season, and you know it's a lot of things that have to go right for that. And if they don't address that roster, it's gonna be tough for me to think they're just gonna even with Mahomes. It's like you got it's only so much you can ask him to do. With that being said, I think that the Ravens are gonna be there next year because I, I just I've been beating on that Lamar Jackson's run for about two years I thought they were going to get there two years ago didn't thought they were going to get there this year didn't I think next year is finally going to be the year Lamar breaks through um, and that's just right now obviously you know yeah. let's hope he doesn't get hurt or anything um, for the AFC and then for the NFC it's for me right now is Detroit because um, I don't trust the NFC East because like it's just too much shit in the air for both of those teams like coordinators getting fired you get <laughs> players that are coming and going it's just too much going on between Dallas and Philly and I can never trust Dallas anymore like I just won't make that mistake again and trust them <laughs> and so yeah 
I, the Rams scare me only because I just feel like they're in a tough division. Like the Niners, the Seahawks are always kind of there, even with a new coach. And then I don't trust the Cardinals, but like the Niners and Seahawks are always just going to kind of be there. So I, just, I, don't, I don't know about the Rams. Um, I, I mean, I think, like you said, Stafford is as good as it gets. They got they got a good bunch of talent, so they'll, they'll be around. But I think right now for the NFC, I think it's Detroit and the Niners for me. So Yeah, yeah sleeper team for me, though, Packers out the NFC. I think the Packers, man, very mm-hmm. encouraging into their season. Yeah, they just need to figure that defense out. Yeah. They just they just need to, like, quickly. <laughs> you better not, better not figure, I mean, you know. So, yeah, but, you know, we've reached another episode. This is the play-by-play analysis time. Walter, want to thank you. Also want to thank Naima. She left. She had to leave. But, you know, shout-out to you guys. Being yeah, man, absolutely, brother. Anytime, man, anytime. But, yeah, play-by-play analysis podcast. It's your boy, Devin Nash, BSK, play-by-play. If you know, you know. If you don't know, don't worry about it. Shout out to the Kansas City Chiefs and their fans making history. Shout out to Patrick Mahomes, a black quarterback, being the face of the league. You know. And in case people didn't know, um, if you haven't seen my IG, obviously this is a thing I've had. Bro, three Super Bowls in five years. Three-fifths. Three-fifths of a human being. And we out here. You know. Anyway, I'm being stupid. No no compromise. You know. Thought they would, thought we wouldn't catch. Keep them third eyes open. Keep them third eyes open. But yeah, we gotta get up out of here. So I'm gonna see y'all when I see y'all. Do it. Peace.